we have earnings. We got some big names. Those big names, George Tillis and Nicole Petalides joining me here this afternoon. Uh, and also Qualcomm, Meta, Ford, and Etsy will be making appearances. Nicole, what are you most excited for? Well, I was excited for Qualcomm, but guess what? It turns out we're seeing this beat that I was going to tell you was going to happen regardless because a lot of the people have been very hot on Qualcomm. They know Apple's going to continue to use the chips. Uh, now we're hearing more about the Samsung partnership and they will continue that. And that they have operational excellence, according to one uh, person saying they've diversified away from smartphones into automotive and internet of things and as a result um, we are seeing a win here for Qualcomm at least on part of it I see an earnings per share beat I am waiting to see the uh, revenue numbers but that was something that I did want to focus on the fact that they've been working hard to try and diversify and the chip mill was another thing that went into the realm of Qualcomm all right and uh, a little bit of uh, a bounce in the aftermarket from the initial dip uh, sales going forward, barely making that guidance, 11 to 11.8 billion. Street was looking for 11.9. I guess a mess maybe is, is what we should properly call that, George. Um, uh, you know, you think that's, uh, that's damning? Is that bad? Does that tell us something about Apple coming up next? Well, that's a good point, actually. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you got to consider this is the standard in wireless chip technology, Qualcomm, and the largest uh, uh, chip uh, vendor for wireless communication devices. And again, Apple sort of capitulated. They, they figured they couldn't compete with Qualcomm, so they have to essentially continue to utilize their chips, and therefore Qualcomm sells pricing power. Stock is already up about 22 or so percent in the last month. It's made a nice run already. The guidance, a little bit to the, to the downside. You know, a good question, is it a proxy for Apple going forward? You know, it could be. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, they seem to be executing rather well beating the estimates on the bottom line, uh, but they're still growing. I mean, if you just look at the EPS growth, uh, based upon the estimates, they beat it, was over 50% with 35% uh, sales growth. On a forward basis, they're still continue to demonstrate sales growth over 30%, and that might come down just a haircut because of the revised guidance, but 45% EBITDA growth on a forward basis. So they're moving in the right direction financially based upon projections. Uh, I think the stock has reflected that. Certainly, it's uh, it's been much higher off of the uh, the July lows. Okay. Uh, announcing the extension. I'm also seeing the gross margin, too. The gross yeah. margin was less than expected, and that's uh, problematic. So while they Not did great. have the beat and the, t the, you know, the beat on the top and bottom line, as I was going to tell you about, you know, when folks were excited about this company, you know, having the gross margin be lighter. And as you noted, the outlook for sales um, being, you know, the upper end of it is near the estimates, but the lower end shows a lower um, number. And that outlook is a tough one. It means weaker outlook. Uh, the extension of the Samsung partnership seems uh, important, but I mean, everybody wants to know about Apple, Nicole. I mean, that's kind of like the big one here going forward, right? I mean, it, what's the role going to be and does it change at all? That's what everybody's talking about. I assume the bulls you were talking to believe that they're still going to be uh, a big part of that story because they did like that was like 30 percent of the revenue last quarter. Right. And it's a really just a short term prop up because ultimately, I mean, it's not that's going to end at some point. But just the fact that Apple said they were going to use the Qualcomm chips 
even longer than expected. That was a short-term nice uh, boost there for Qualcomm. In the meantime, as I mentioned, the automotive and the Internet of Things, you do have the executives at the company saying it was a challenging environment for both those areas. So we'll see if it can change in some way, particularly as supply chains loosen up and uh, maybe demand improves at some point. Right now, we know everything's slowing more than improving. Okay, uh, not the ideal guidance uh, that you want to see going into Apple. Let's talk Meta here. Uh, George Tillis, the old Facebook, uh, is doing Facebook things. Uh, lower by uh, about seven bucks, not the biggest decline ever. Just uh, erases much of today's move, which is frustrating. Uh, we'll, we'll see if uh, it can gain any momentum, but I mean, I missed the estimate on top and bottom line. I think this market might have already given its one pass to Microsoft. Uh, I think so, Jay. Maybe, look, maybe Facebook or Meta here uh, got the nice move already because of today's movement in, in conjunction with the rest of the market. And you said they missed on top and bottom line. If you actually look at daily active user growth, only about 3% to the upside. That's, uh, that's quite low for the company. You have to keep in mind, this company's in a transition right now. The stock price having been down significantly in the last two quarters based on earnings uh, and, of course, uh, expectations to the downside. Lots of spending. This company has to spend quite a bit of money in the next phase of its business growth for the metaverse. Uh, so we know that ad spending in total is down uh, based upon consumer sentiment and consumer spending to the downside. You know, one would say, is it reflective already based upon the fact that uh, it's taken a haircut, such a huge haircut? Uh, but overall, the company is very profitable, but its profit growth is really a challenge for uh, for its uh, its price. And I think overall, the ad spending and the monetization of ad spending could be fully priced in. We could see, like we saw with Microsoft, the initial sell-off yesterday, uh, and of course, uh, you know, after the next uh, 30 or 45 minutes, it actually traded higher. That could be the case here for Facebook as uh, more information comes about. Okay. Uh, Nicole, what do you think? I mean, is this uh, is the onus on Facebook now or Meta rather to prove itself again? You know, there's been a lot of concern about the regulatory environment for Meta because of the size of this company. They are still growing users, so that's a good sign. I saw that yeah, was 3% year over year, 1.97 billion, so that was up um, 3%. That was good um, for the daily active users, but the concern also is revenue as this is really um, declining and it, this is not what we're used to when it comes to Meta. Um, and so that's problematic as they see revenue going forward. Um, and that's a little bit lighter and, and that's problematic. Also, just the fact that, you know, we heard from Snap, we know ad dollars are hard to come by. So that too is another hurdle. Uh, but I will tell you, people love Meta in the way that it's been beaten down. It's down 50% year to date. Um, sometimes when I ask guests what do they like, they pick Meta as a longer term play, just feeling like this is a lot of noise here in the near term. And that longer term, it is still the behemoth that it is with Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, um, all of these things under the umbrella and just the you know, monetizable users. Just the user base is so huge. Okay, and it's uh, it is impressive. It's still growing three percent when you've you know when three percent uh, translates into uh, total daily active users of uh, two billion. You know, uh, when you're when you're tacking levels on at that scale, it's still pretty good. There is actually a clear winner this afternoon, though, and it's not in tech. Well, maybe if you count electric vehicles. 
Ford is on the move and a heck of a beat on the top line. Wow. Uh, sales come in well above the expectations. Uh, Ford's rallying as a result after a 5% jump today. It's um, adding on some more here in the aftermarket. And uh, sales were eight, uh, sorry, $6 billion above a $34 billion expectation. They almost beat by like 18%, George. How many Mustangs are out there? I haven't seen that many. <laughs> well, I'm starting to see more and more of them, OJ, to tell you the truth. Uh, right. Look, you have to compare last year. I mean, the stock is down a lot this year. Broncos and the Ford Mach-E seem to be very popular. I start seeing those. Yeah. But look, the stock is down 40% on a year-over-year basis. But just consider the number. In terms of what they gave us, uh, they beat the 45-cent estimate coming in at 68 Last year, they earned for the same quarter 13 cents. So we're seeing essentially nearly a fourfold increase in earnings for the company, plus the beat on top line sales, as you also mentioned. That's a pretty nice clip for Ford, which is really getting caught up with the elements of the cyclical drawdown, economic slowness, pricing uh, is very challenging for consumers. But again, they seem to have pricing power. I mean, these Broncos and Ford Mach-E's, very expensive. So even though volumes are dropping, Pricing power seems to be still intact for the auto manufacturers, and I think it's a good move for Ford, just comparing, if you will, the EPS from last year versus this quarter. Like I said, it's a fourfold increase, but the stock is down 40% already this year. Okay. Nicole, you a Bronco or Mustang gal? Um, both. <laughs> yeah, good answer. Can I be both? Can I be both? <laughs> yes, you can. Um, I do get nervous sometimes when there's a Mustang behind me because cops in New York um, use Mustangs, and I love <laughs> police officers, but I don't want to. Yeah, I don't like them when they're coming after you. <laughs> um, I will say Ford Motor raises the quarterly dividend, so that's some good news there. Um, the price point, I think George made a great point about um, if they aren't moving as many vehicles, they do have that pricing power. I mean, they're still, everything is $10,000 above the ticket price of what would be the manufacturer's retail price. So you are seeing huge demand for the likes of the Bronco, which we have one. Uh, my husband had to drive cross country to go get it. It was a big deal. So, <laughs> I mean, you had to either rent a car, which is triple the price, or buy a car, you know, and pay a premium. The choices were slim. Um, so that's sort of where we stand. And I think that's the beauty of Ford. They had some power in that. And I will say, I'm waiting to hear the dollar was a headwind or, you know, we didn't have enough chips to manufacture more. But we're not really hearing that. We're hearing more about, um, you know, what the good things that are happening here. Seems like. All right. Dividend uh, definitely uh, part of the bull case here for owning Ford as opposed to some of the newer Batteries, the EV, EV players. run rate is coming out. I mean, as you mentioned, EVs. I mean, that's going to be a big part of this. All right. Good stuff. Ford looking pretty good. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, George.